0: With me is Philip Saunders, director, Investment Institute at 91, speaking to me from London. Philip, I wanted to talk to you about the US dollar. It wasn't that long ago that the uh, euro-dollar exchange rate was something like 97, 98. In other words, uh, one euro only buying 0.98 of a dollar. And as I look at my screen now, it buys you 1.12 and a bit US dollars. Now, although that doesn't seem like an awful lot, to me... It's, it's a seismic move in something that is probably the most important financial instrument in the world. What do you think?
1: Well, I think that, um, you know, in recent years, clearly the dollar has been extraordinarily strong against just about every other currency. And the context for this is, you know, actually a dollar bull market cycle going back to 2011. And since then, basically, the dollar has you know primarily been sort of exceedingly strong. And, uh, and that really culminated last year, last autumn. And since then, the dollar strength has sort of ebbed somewhat. And now it's you know, broken through some quite important technical levels, if you have a belief in technical analysis. Um, and, you know, the market was very, very long dollars because it was basically regarded as a defensive thing to do uh, after it had been strong For a protracted number of years. And now I think we can see, you know, the market can see US interest rates uh, topping out. um, And um, those, you know, long dollar positions are reducing. And that's led to, you know, pretty significant strength in the euro, which was obviously at 98, it was extraordinarily weak. Uh, Now it's had a bit of a rally. It seems to have gone, you know, it, you know, it's moved quite a lot in currency terms, uh, but it's still pretty weak if you look back over the last sort of uh, decade or so.
0: Am I looking at the wrong cross-currency rate? In other words, I always look at the euro dollar because it's the easiest for me, but should I be looking at other currencies, notably the Chinese currency when it comes to the US dollar and when it comes to global trade flows and investment opportunities?
1: Yes, I mean, I think you have to take sort of, you know, a a broader view than just Europe, the euro relative to the dollar. The yen is a significant uh, currency. Obviously, the renminbi is also a significant currency. and Actually, both of them are relatively weak. Okay, the yen has sort of rallied from its sort of absolute lows, Uh, but it was extraordinarily weak last year against the dollar. Uh, The renminbi, having been pretty strong against the dollar, uh, so very strong against everything else as well, Has had quite a pretty significant relapse. So, as the dollar has been falling against the euro, it's actually been rising against the renminbi. And the logic behind that is simply that uh, uh, the Chinese economy is uh, still struggling to recover after the sort of COVID period. It faces some, you know, some profound challenges in terms of, uh, you know, the property market and, Overvaluation and and from a sort of more structural perspective, um, and the pressure valve, of course, has been the renminbi, uh, which is a managed currency, but it's been allowed to weaken pretty significantly, uh, you know, since since the autumn of last year.
0: Is the dollar weakness as simple as this? And this is the way I look at it. Uh, U.S. inflation and when I say inflation, I mean consumer price inflation, uh, peaked at around 9%, and I'm rounding up here. And a recent number, and I'm not rounding down here, it was exactly 3%. So they've done extraordinarily well to contain their inflation, whether that be a good or a bad thing. So what that means is the interest rates may not quite have peaked yet, but probably next year or later this year, they will have peaked. So therefore, the attractiveness of an investment in a US dollar has um, dissipated somewhat is it as simple as that philip
1: it's not purely about interest rate differentials and inflation differentials you know currencies are sort of more complicated uh, creatures they in a way they're the common stock of a country and they experience you know medium-term bull and bear market cycles although i think most people tend to sort of focus on pretty short-term movements so i think you have to actually sort of get a bit of perspective um, but they will, you know, U.S. fundamentals, um, you know, the U.S. economy has been strong. It was a sort of, you know, extraordinarily dominant during the last cycle. And uh, I think, you know, the dollar got up to levels at which, you know, were arguably unsustainable. And that was driven not necessarily by expectations in terms of interest rate differentials. It was also about, uh, you know, the dollar being used as a uh, as a defensive asset, you know, at a time when, uh Global markets were under sort of significant stress. There is this sort of, you know, retreat to sort of supposed safety. Um, you know, we pass through that period. Things have sort of settled down quite a lot. Of volatility is reduced, uh, and so therefore, buying the dollar for defensive reasons, you know, not that, you know, you're seeing money go back into emerging markets, emerging market currencies. Some of them, at any rate, have been very strong this year so the currency's value is affected by a number of things and it's just not just the interest rate differentials okay. uh, or current account balances
0: but they are very very important indeed but one thing that when i used to work in financial markets philip that i noticed was that when a currency trend embeds itself it does it it doesn't just stop and then it doesn't chop and change too much and it, it, we've had a long dollar bull market and now the inference is that perhaps there's going to be a long dollar bear market as inflation calms down and maybe there's a recession in the United States and interest rates fall, that sort of thing. How does it affect your philosophy when it comes to a strategy at 91? How important is that bedrock of the US dollar as the world's reserve currency when it's going in a certain direction that it hasn't been in for quite a while?
1: Well, it has a very significant impact because obviously dollar strengths, at a time when U.S. assets were performing strongly uh, meant that uh, returns you know, on dollar assets were, uh, were persistently very high, uh, and that then basically attracted more flows seeking returns. Uh, and that's sort of the characteristic of the sort of standard thing in the sense that, uh, you know, typically fundamental factors drive currencies. Uh, they then become uh, sort of momentum investments, Uh, and they get driven up to unsustainably overvalued levels, uh, which eventually correct. And we've seen, you know, going back to 1980, we've seen three uh, medium-term dollar bull market cycles, and uh, each of them, you know, creates the conditions of the next bear market cycle. And I think that that's what's happening. We're seeing the beginnings of a medium-term dollar bear market, uh, which could last for a number of years, uh, which, you know, is going to be pretty helpful for assets denominated in other currencies, potentially all things being equal. And there's a lot of talk now about de-dollarization and how the dollar is, you know, being challenged because uh, the Americans weaponized it. And so, therefore, other, you know, central banks, particularly Global South central banks, um, are more reluctant to hold uh, dollars in the form of reserves And obviously, a number of countries, China, chief amongst them, want to trade in their own currencies. They want to buy goods in their own currencies rather than having to transact through the dollar. Uh, And that, you know, that is clearly going to happen at the margin. Uh, But the dollar's primacy, you know, is uh, is unlikely to be really challenged, certainly for the foreseeable future. But that doesn't prevent it from. Uh, experiencing a medium term cyclical bear market, which is, you know, which is our base case.
0: Okay. Final question. And it's a very obvious one, because I need predictions from you now, or I need some uh, some wisdom from you now, when you see what has happened, and okay, we were talking glibly about 97, 98, the euro dollar, uh, now to 1.1212. Does that mean that you sit down with your team at 91 and say, the dollar has now started a bear market and therefore we should have to adjust our strategy
1: yeah i mean i think that you know if you look at the level purely of current so we treat currencies as a separate asset class yes um and we will multi-asset portfolios will typically manage currency exposure separately to the underlying assets and there are times when it's right to be for example long uh, dollar assets u.s equities u.s bonds and the currency And there are times when those assets are inversely correlated. Yes. So a weak currency can be good for a local stock market in local currency terms. So keeping them separate means that, uh, you know, you, you're disaggregating the decision and you can manage portfolio in a more sophisticated way. So in an environment where a currency like the dollar you know, is in a medium term bear market cycle, uh, then on balance, you know, our currency exposure, you know, we're going to run uh, significantly lower allocations to the dollar within our portfolios on strategic grounds. Uh, that might vary, obviously, because nothing goes up or down in a straight line. But it means that there's sort of a bias to be short dollars as opposed to over the last few years, where the bias has been to be long dollars, and that you know can add to investment returns. You know, can make a pretty significant difference. You know, then it's really about you know which of the currencies that are likely to benefit uh, from dollar weakness. Um, well, it clearly isn't the rupee at the moment. It hasn't really been the yen. So it's really been Europe, uh, the euro, sterling to some degree, uh, and also certain emerging market currencies, but clearly not all of them. Uh, So it'll vary from cycle to cycle. You know, really the currencies that uh, lead the charge, you know, will change. And I think that, you know, there's a pretty good chance that the yen, which is undervalued at the moment, probably one of the most undervalued of the major currencies at the moment. You know will eventually catch up um as uh japanese monetary policy changes and moves away from the sort of yield curve control uh, that's currently in place
0: philip thank you very much for your insight philip saunders is director investment institute at 91 speaking to me from london the views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy position